We are one week into training camp 2017, and what do we know about the Eagles? We're going to explore exactly that on this Eagles Live podcast. I'm insider Dave Spadaro, glad to be with you as the countdown to the opening preseason game on Thursday, August 10th in Green Bay begins. Before we explore the progress made by the offense to date in a one-on-one conversation with offensive coordinator Frank Reich, let's get you caught up on some Eagles news. They've made one trade since camp opened, dealing offensive guard Alan Barber to Denver for a 2018 late-round draft pick reported to be a conditional seventh-round selection. Dealing Barber means that second-year man Isaac Sayamalo has been moved into a starter's role with left guard, and he's played well for the first week of camp. There has been one major injury in camp as rookie cornerback Randall Goforth went down with a torn anterior cruciate ligament. Otherwise, there have been some nagging injuries. Among them, wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey, who's missed a couple of days with a shoulder injury and could be held out of the preseason opener. Running back Danell Pumphrey has missed important time with a hamstring injury, and quarterback Nick Foles has been sidelined since Saturday and could be out for at least another couple of days with an elbow injury. All three of those injuries not expected to be anything serious or lingering, and that is important to note. Added to the roster, cornerback Tay Glover-Wright, who is hoping to make it at the roster's most significant question mark position. For the most part, though, it's been a quiet and productive first week for the Eagles. In this podcast, we're going to get an update on the state of the offense, which has looked dynamic in camp so far. Here, then, is offensive coordinator Frank Reich, one-on-one, as he walked off the practice field on Wednesday morning. Frank, what's this first week of training camp with the full squad been like for you and and this offense? It's been a good week. You know, you just got to come out and set the tempo, establish the tone and the tempo early, establish the chemistry, just working hard, getting better every day. Let's start with Carson, end of last year to this year. Huge jump? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the jump and then some that it should be. You know, he's the leader. He's got great command of the offense. So I think he's come back at a very strong point. And I think physically he's come back strong. And that's been good too. And all that talk about mechanics, is there a difference in his mechanics? Has he refined, gotten better in year two there? I mean, I think that every player is worked on fundamentals and technique mechanics at every position. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that there a lot of players have gotten better. And then not having Nick out here has given Matt and Dane a chance to throw the football. What have you seen from them? They've done a really nice job. You can tell why Matt's been around the league a few years, won some ball games. feel very confident with him in there. Done a really nice job. He's got a great temperament. He's fiery. He makes all the throws. Good leader. And Dane's really done a nice job. He's really held up well. And, and with the opportunity, he's made the most of it. With this practice where you've had a couple of days of contact, pads, etc., how do you evaluate the running back position at this point? Well, it was nice yesterday. You know, have a live day where they actually have to tackle to the ground when it's thud. And I think from an offensive standpoint, you never know until you go live because when you're going thud, the defense they touch him and it's he's automatically down. And it's a little frustrating to be quite honest on offense when that happens. And then all of a sudden we get in a live drill, and what looks like a two-yard run ends up being a six-yard run because the backs don't go down that easy. So I think they did a good job yesterday, showing that running tough, running hard, not letting the first man you know bring him down. That's important. Frank, it appears that as you watch practice from the outside that the pass catchers, tight ends, wide receivers, running backs, vast improvement from last year. What do you see? Yeah, I see a vast improvement. I see a vast improvement, and that's in 
part because of some guys coming in and then the guys that have been here have gotten better you know just like we were talking about Carson and every other position our receivers have gotten better in their technique and their fundamentals and their mechanics and it's showing up I think they're pushing each other coach Crow's doing a great job with them press Taylor's doing a great job with them and it's a really good room good dynamic good leadership in that room feel good about the progress the competition at wide receiver is outstanding here right and Nelson's doing a great job catching the football Marcus Johnson jumps up so what is it like as a coach when you see all of these players making plays you love it I mean it's, it's awesome you know I think from top to bottom this is one of the better groups I've been around they all can play I have confidence in all of them I mean literally I look at our receivers from the so-called top to the so-called bottom of that room I feel good with every one of them out there in the game you know this preseason and that's not always the case when you go into preseason sometimes you end up getting some guys that mm, you're not so sure about but this group is a great group and they're making each other better for the fans who have not seen Nelson what is different about Nelson this year confidence he's playing fast I mean you know he's always had that physical talent but I just think he's you know building on some good plays playing with a lot of confidence swagger happy for him who is Marcus Johnson and what is he doing to make a difficult decision for the Philadelphia Eagles? You know, Marcus is a good player. I mean, we saw it last year and then, he, you know, he ends up getting hurt in training camp last year. We were excited about him last year and he's gotten better. Uh, Marcus is strong, fast, good hands, smart. I mean, he's got the qualities that you look for in an NFL wide receiver. Um, just never really had much of an opportunity to prove that he can do it and he's getting that opportunity now. And then finally, Frank, the offensive line was really ballyhooed in the spring. Have you seen what you want to see here in training camp? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been a good start. Again, I think that's one of the strengths of our team. I think they work hard. I, I just think we got really good players up front, and I think we need to build on that. I, I really, really think we're going to be able to run the football this year really well, and it's going to be because of those guys up front. Jason Peters still looks strong and fast and powerful. Um, the whole line, I mean, they, they all look good. We got depth. They're smart. They play smart. They finish. Um, we need to keep building with that group and let them lead the way. Frank, it sounds very encouraging. Yes, it is encouraging, and I'm glad. I just think we feel more confident as a group. Now, we didn't have a great day out there today. I think the defense got us a little bit today, but I think the offense has won its share, and I just feel like we're playing with a little bit more swagger, a little bit more belief and confidence that we can really be the team we want to be. That's great. Thanks, Frank. Okay, Dave. Why the good feelings about the offense? Adding new receivers Jeffrey and Torrey Smith has certainly helped. Internal improvement has been a big aid. A couple of draft picks have certainly advanced the cause. Veteran tight end Brent Selleck thinks that familiarity in the scheme for a second season is also a reason for the encouraging offensive start in camp. How would you evaluate what you've seen through the spring and then the first week of training camp with this offense that's different maybe from last year? I think we're all more on the same page, you know, getting more comfortable with each other uh, in this offense. Um, I think the quarterbacks are getting more comfortable with the receivers, tight ends, running backs. And there's little nuances to plays. And I think that those small details is really what, you know, we're starting to hone in on now that we've been in the offense for a year. So I think that's the biggest thing. And I think just getting more and more comfortable running all these plays with, you know, the different quarterbacks and different guys that are in there. How about the level of competition? I mean, the level of competition is great. I think we got a you know, great group of guys and good depth at every position. So, you know, I think the competition is good every year in the NFL, though. Reich talked about wide receiver earlier in the podcast, and he mentioned Nelson Aguilar, the third-year man who has largely been a disappointment in his first two seasons. A high ankle sprain slowed Aguilar in year one, drops and a lack of confidence doomed him in year two. In year three, although it's very early, Aguilar looks like a different receiver. He looks like a first-round draft pick, and actually, he's been outstanding in training camp. Here is Nelson Aguilar one-on-one at his Novacare Complex locker on Wednesday. 
Nelson, I know you've talked about it before, but the way you're playing, how's it feel out there? How do you feel day to day? It must just be really encouraging for you. It's a daily grind and I'm embracing it, you know. So every day I get up, you know, try to focus my mind in on getting better and taking in the coaching that I'm receiving right now from Coach Grove. Are you technically a better football player? Yeah, I think my technique is a lot better and it comes to my physical, you know, standpoint right now. I think I'm in better shape so my mind's clear and uh, I'm able to, you know, take in the coaching points and execute them. What are some of the things you did to get in better shape? Uh, I just kind of, you know, ran on the track a lot more, conditioned, worked on my speed, but just uh, my muscle conditioning, you know, my football muscles, though, the things that you need to get in and out of cuts, to explode, and to stay explosive. Take me back to the way you felt leaving here after January 1st and the goals that you set for the offseason. I felt like uh, I didn't play good enough football, you know, because at the end of the day, as a team, we didn't accomplish something which is, you know, playoffs and that Super Bowl also. So I felt like I needed to put myself in position to be a better football player to help this team be a better football team. So I'm going to try to dig into your mind like every question that you hear. Do you feel more confident on the football field now? Yeah, I feel comfortable. You know, confidence comes with, uh, you know, your comfort level too. You know, when you're comfortable and you feel like you're more aware, able to play faster, you know, make real full speed decisions, you're also able to bounce back from minor mistakes, you know, when you're comfortable and you know what's going on. Is it in part because you are a second year in this offense, you know what is expected from an X and O's standpoint and you can get to your spots quicker? Yeah, it's a perfect storm, you know. I've been in this offense for two years. I'm familiar with Carson. I'm also uh, in a position where, you know, I just want to grind every day and make myself a better football player. I'm also three years older. You know, I've been in this league now for three years, and I feel like I'm aware of what I'm trying to do. If you could go back and talk to Nelson Aguilar of three years ago, and anybody, any rookie, what is the the key to to getting better every year in this league and and playing at your best? It's about getting better every year, though. That's the key. The key is, uh, you know, you never want to maintain because that's a form of regression, you know, but you got to understand you have to embrace getting better every single day. It's not just going to happen, you know, suddenly. You know, uh, you're just not going to wake up every day a pro bowler or all pro receiver. You just got to work every day, and some days might not look perfect, but they're going to help you put yourself in position to get to where you want to be. What kind of feedback has Coach Grove given you throughout this uh spring and then throughout training camp. And yeah, he, he's great because him and I want the same thing. We want Nelson Aguilar to be one of the best in this league. So every day we work hard and we just, he stays on me and I respect the way he coaches me. I respect his attention to detail. I respect the way he understands my body and what I do. And, you know, we just work. I assume, Nelson, that you don't ever let yourself get ahead of looking down the line and projecting what you're going to be this season. You're taking it minute by minute. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, the only thing guaranteed is tomorrow's practice. You know, my number's going to get called in tomorrow's practice and I got to make plays. So that's the only thing my mind's on right now. Do you like the way you're playing? I love the way I'm playing because I feel like I'm playing with a lot of versatility, play inside, outside, play with a lot of speed, which every team needs speed and to make myself a better football player. Nelson, thanks. Thank you. We end the podcast with our press coverage, a conversation with ESPN's Sal Palantonio. Sal Pal celebrating his 25th year of covering the NFL, both as a reporter with the Philadelphia Inquirer and with ESPN. Sal Pal thinks that, yes, the Eagles have a chance to win the NFC East and reach 2017 postseason. Sal Palantonio, ESPN, your 25th season covering the NFL. How much has the league changed? How much has the media changed? It's been this generation that is one to remember, really remarkable change in technology and in the NFL. David, first of all, thank you to the Philadelphia Eagles for tolerating me for 25 years. Uh, The hospitality, support, help, love that I've gotten from this organization uh, has put me on the map. So thank you to the Philadelphia Eagles organization, specifically to Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman, because, you know, I'm always welcome here and I really appreciate it. You know, David, the first game that I covered, I wrote my story on longhand on a legal pad. 
in Japan. It was the Japan Bowl. I was there. Yes, you and I were there. I think we climbed half of Mount Fuji. That's right. And then the fog brought us down to the bottom. <laughs> That's right. We couldn't go all the way to the top. And we went to a Japanese baseball game, and I caught a foul ball, and I wouldn't give it back. You remember <laughs> that? We snuck out of the stadium. Which these days would be an international incident. Yeah, but bottom line is, I wrote the first story, Eagles Saints, at the Japan Bowl on a legal pad in longhand. And uh, now I just put stuff out on Instagram instantly over my iPhone. So talk about digital, social media, and how it's overtaken it. But the bottom line is this. If you have good insights and good information and people trust you and want to talk to you, you'll always have a place in this business. And so I'm thankful that I've, uh, I've managed to remain on the straight and narrow and I've had a long career. Well, you have great insights, and that's why I seek you out every time you're here at the Novacare Complex. The Eagles in the midst of their training camp, Sal, and it's a team that finished 7-9 and nine last year that I think many believe is really heading in the right direction. What do you believe? I think this team is going to contend for the division title. I agree with Doug Peterson. They have tremendous talent. I like the fact, David, that they got bigger, you know, across the board. Like Garrett Blunt is a big player. He plays big. Alshon Jeffrey is a big player. He plays big. Wearing Harold Carmichael's number 17 almost looks like Harold Carmichael. He's a big player. So I just think that they're going to be more physical. I think that they'll be more physical in the red zone, which will be important. I think this team, you know, they were 12th in the league in points allowed last year. There's only 12 playoff teams. By that token, they should have been a playoff team last year. They didn't score enough points. I think they realize that in the front office. I think the coaching staff realizes that. I think if they score more points, this team will contend for the division title. Everybody talks about the Eagles and you start with number 11, Carson Wentz. Year one to year two is that big jump. And with a better surrounding cast, Sal, what do you expect from Carson? Well, here's what I'm seeing in practice and I saw it in the OTAs and I'm just seeing it so far in training camp is a shorter passing game. I'm seeing Doug Peterson and Frank Reich demand that Carson Wentz get the ball out of his hands quickly. That's what they want to do. All you got to do is look at the sack numbers in the NFL. Since 2000, sacks have continually gone down. The number of sacks per game. And it's not because the pass rushers are worse than they were. It's because the ball is coming out of the quarterback hands much more quickly and that's what they've got to do on this football team. On the other side of the ball then, the question is, if the defensive line cannot get to the quarterback, how do you compensate for a cornerback position that is really lacking in experience, in proven experience in the NFL? Just got to be more aggressive. I think if they're more aggressive at the line of scrimmage, they'll be better, uh, both as a pass rushing team and as a pass coverage team. And I think that's what Jim Schwartz is going to preach. Me, personally, my personal opinion, I'd like to see Jim Schwartz blitz more, especially late in the game. And now he has more bodies in order to do that. So it's Doug Peterson's second year. You've seen Eagles coaches dating all the way back to uh, Buddy Ryan. Doug is a coach that some out there say is on the hot seat. Got to win this year. Your thoughts? Oh, definitely not on the hot seat. I think what we have to see from Doug Peterson is real clear. Offensively, I want to see the game plan that's more balanced in terms of its strategy and execution. Carson Wentz, in my view, threw too many passes last year. 607 pass attempts, David. Second most of any NFL rookie ever behind Andrew Luck in his rookie season. It's too many. They got to run the ball. They got to run it with alacrity. Alacrity means being cheerful. Do it. 
because you want to do it. Run the football. You're a big stats guy, so I'll give you two that I really find interesting. 24th in the league last year, touchdown efficiency in the red zone offensively. 28th in the league, tied for 28th in the league in passing plays of 20 plus yards. Yep. So they go out and they get LeGarrette Blunt, touchdown maker, yep. Alshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith. Yep. And like I said before, they'll be better in the red zone because they'll be more physical. They're bigger in the red zone. They'll play physical. Alshon Jeffrey is going to catch balls in the red zone and in the end zone that were not caught last year. Let's just make that clear. The guy's going to catch touchdowns in the red zone. Sal Pal, cheers, and here's to another 25 years. Oh, from your lips to God's ears, my brother David. Thank you. Thank you, Sal. Thank you so much for joining us on this Eagles Live podcast. We'll be back prior to the Eagles preseason opener against the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Thanks to Brian Thomas for putting it all together. And again, thanks to you for taking part in our podcast every week. I hope you enjoyed everything. Thanks for joining us. Have a great Eagles day.